Welcome in, everybody, to this Locked On NHL crossover episode. The Dallas Stars in New York City for their second and final meeting of the season with the New York Rangers. My name is Dane Lewis, host of Locked On Stars, joined now by host of Locked On Rangers, John Chick. And John, this is uh, two teams that have already seen each other once this season. And it, it was a close game early on, and then things fell apart for the Stars at the end, and the Rangers escaped Dallas with the win. How how are you feeling about halfway through the season about this Rangers team? A lot of teams at their halfway point in terms of games played. Yeah, they actually uh, just played their 42nd game, so just past the midway point now. And, I mean, overall, I feel pretty good. Uh, if you would ask me this question about three, four, five weeks ago, somewhere in that area, I, I would have not said that at all because you know, the Rangers really went through a rough stretch there, uh, lost six out of seven games, and just – you know, sometimes you can lose and you're just not getting the puck luck. You're not getting any breaks, but they just looked like a team that was dead in the water. I mean, it looked like they were skating in quicksand every single night. And then uh, I don't know if you saw this, Dane, but there was a game against the Blackhawks and the Rangers were getting killed by the Blackhawks of all teams. And uh, Truba's going off the ice. He had just gotten into a fight, fires his helmet into the boards and, and kind of yells at the bench. And ever since then, the Rangers have been a different team. So uh, Truba kind of taking the bull by the horns there in his first year as captain. But, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just skating so much better. They're competing harder. And there's a feeling now, like if the Rangers go into the third period of a game and say the score's tied, there's a feeling now that they're going to win the game. Whereas, you know, a month ago, there was a feeling like, okay, what's going to happen now? How is the roof going to cave in this time? So, uh, yeah, it, it's been a pretty much a complete 180 in the last 15 or so games here. And uh, feeling pretty good overall. And I, I do think the Rangers will be a playoff team. Um, but how about the Stars, man? I wanted to ask about them, too. I mean, they're obviously leading their division. I believe now tied with the Knights for tops of the Western Conference. Just general feeling there as far as how they're doing. Yeah, no doubt. If they're not tied with the Knights, they're they're right behind them, still atop the Central Division. It, it's been a good season and a, a surprisingly good one at that. Uh, I think the expectations have been met by the team, and in a, in a lot of areas, they've exceeded expectations. And they're they're in the same boat as the Rangers. They just played their forty second game of the season against the Islanders on Tuesday. Uh, they picked up a shootout win, and I know the Rangers also uh, picked up a shootout win on Tuesday night against the Minnesota Wild. So both teams coming in off of similar situations. Really excited for this game. I feel like we we got a good matchup the first time these teams met, and then Jake Ottinger goes out with injury. Scott Wedgwood has to come in, and and the Rangers take advantage of the goalie change, and things fall apart. So hopefully we get a little bit more of a a less chaotic matchup from that standpoint, but there still could be potential for some explosive fireworks offensively. And just talking about this Rangers team, you you mentioned you think they'll make the playoffs. I, I'm right there with you. It's a tough Metro division, but from what I've seen from the Rangers this season, the little I have, they they look like a sharp team, especially as of late, 23-12-7. And, and one of the, the first questions I want to ask kind of bleeds into last season but carries over into this season you know, across the world of sports, you'll always hear people say, well, this team made it to, a, a you know, the championship, but it was kind of a fluky run or they made it to the, the conference finals. And, and I feel like there's people that have been saying that about the Rangers. I don't believe it. I think they're a good team. But I, I feel like there was some of that talk last season that maybe they arrived to the Eastern Conference finals earlier with that core than people expected. Do, do you think that that was what a representation of where this team is truly at. And do you think they can match that level again this season? Do you think they can make it back to the Eastern conference finals? And if, if they make it there, do you think they could maybe even go a step further? 
Yeah, I think they definitely have it within them. I mean, you start with Igor Shosturkin, and obviously he's the ultimate X factor. I mean, you know, there's been this narrative over the last couple of seasons where, you know, a couple people have suggested the idea that, oh, maybe goaltending in the playoffs isn't as important as we think, and I completely disagree. Uh, you look at the teams that have really made runs in the past couple of years, uh, they've been getting awesome goaltending for the most part in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you start with Igor Shosturkin uh, as a great reason why. I would say the one thing that might make it challenging is the Rangers did a heck of a job at the trade deadline last year. Um, no superstars were brought in, but a lot of really good complimentary players. Uh, Andrew Kopp, Frank Vetrano, uh, Tyler Mott, uh, just to name a few. Uh, you know, Justin Braun did a nice job as the defense uh, defenseman, depth defenseman. Um, so, you know, those guys are all gone now. They, they turned out to be just true rentals. But I, I get the feeling, you know, they've opened up a little bit of cap space. And I feel like you'll see Chris Drury make similar moves this season. He'll pick up a couple of guys that are on expiring contracts and uh, guys that can step in and do a nice job for this team and bolster the roster a little bit and hopefully set them up to go far in the playoffs. And, you know, I also have to believe that, you know, all the young players on this team, they had to have benefited from that run. I mean, they faced elimination five times combined in the first two rounds and they won all five of those games i mean if that's not great experience i don't know what is so uh, i'm looking forward to it and obviously the first step is just getting back there in general because the metro is so tough and the eastern conference is really tough but you know i, I do think they'll be there and uh if they get in i, I think they'll they'll have a chance at least i mean you never know what's going to happen in the stanley cup playoffs but uh, I, I do like their chances of you know hopefully making a run there Definitely. And I, I am right there with you on the talk that, you know, goaltending doesn't matter as much in the postseason. The Stars didn't make it as far as New York last season, but Jake Ottinger playing goalie for the Stars was a huge reason why that game went to seven series. And I mean, if the Stars had won, I think he would have deserved all the credit in the world. Uh, and so I think, you know, Igor Shosturkin, a huge part of the Rangers success last season. Winning the Vesna Trophy, I, I think he was a, a Hart Trophy finalist as well. Uh, I mean, he was just outstanding. And that kind of leads into my next question. I think Last season, a lot of people pegged the success of the Rangers. Of course, you have some of the stu the superstar level skaters. We'll talk about some of those guys in a second. But has this season been kind of following the same path? Has it been, you know, the Igor Shosturkin show where he's winning games night in and night out for the Rangers? Because his numbers look pretty good. He's still, uh, from what I can see, one of the better goaltenders in the league. Or, or has some of the burden been lifted off of him this season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, when the Rangers were going through that losing streak, uh, quite a bit of the burden was on him. And honestly, you know, he's been in the league for, for four years now. It was one of the rougher stretches that I've seen him go through as well. And it's one of those things, it kind of just reminds you that, okay, this guy actually is human. You know, he had just a ridiculous season last year. It'd be really hard to repeat those kinds of numbers where he's, you know, the slam dunk Vesna winner, as well as, you know, a Hart Trophy finalist as well. Um, but he's found his game recently, and uh, I like to think that some of the burden has been lifted. You know, a lot of the young Ranger defensemen are coming along very nicely. Uh, Keandre Miller, after a really tough start to this season, uh, has been awesome lately. He scored just a highlight real goal the other night um, against the Wild. And, uh, you know, Braden Schneider really coming into his own as well. And he's only like 20 or 21 years old. Uh, got called up about midway through last season. And, of course, you know, you got Fox, who's, I mean, he's Fox. He's the Norris you know, candidate for sure. Uh, Ryan Lindgren saw it as a rock and Truba hopefully rounding into form. So they've got some good defensemen that I, I think kind of lightens the, the burden a little bit uh, on Igor Shesterkin. But, you know, obviously if the Rangers are going to get to where they want to go, they're going to need Igor to be Igor and he's going to be have to be at his best, you know, come playoff time for sure, assuming the Rangers get in there. No doubt. And I, I think that's just part of the NHL that every goalie goes through those rough stretches. I remember, you know, and I feel like with the New York Rangers, things, you know, are always magnified by, you know, 
10 times just because it's New York City, it's the Rangers, one of the most historic franchises in the league. And so anytime that there's even just the minor slip up, it, it's sometimes made out to be a, a historic meltdown. And it's it's not that. I think I- Igor Shosturkin's been around long enough. He's going to have bad nights. He's going to have bad stretches just like everyone else in the league. But at the end of the day, he's still going to be that you know, top of the league type of goaltender. And of course, it helps to have the support from defensemen. You mentioned Adam Fox's name, 42 points in 42 games. I I, I mean, I'm sure he's getting a ton of love in New York and I'm sure the fans enjoy watching him play, but I feel like he's getting buried a little bit under some of the discussion from guys like Eric Carlson, uh, Josh Morrissey up in Winnipeg, all those guys having great seasons. But what's making Adam Fox so special this season? I know he's obviously a special player. He's won the Norris in the past, but I feel like he's just not getting as much recognition as he deserves being a point-per-game player in the season. What What's he doing for this team? Is there anything different he's doing this season, or is it just kind of same old Adam Fox doing what he does best? Yeah, I mean, I always talk about this. When it comes to players like, you know, Igor Shosturkin or Adam Fox, we, we all as Ranger fans, you know, the Ranger fans listening to this, we got to do our best not to take it for granted because defensemen like this do not grow on trees. I was actually talking about this uh, in a recent episode that, you know, Fox probably deserves uh, some Norris consideration this season. Uh, Carlson's been awesome. And, you know, I don't think the Norris should always go to the defenseman with the most points. A lot of times it does and certainly take nothing away from Carlson. I think if Fox is going to be in that conversation, he's going to have to get a little bit closer to Carlson as far as the total points are concerned. But yeah, man, just, just the total package. I mean, he's out there, you know, every night it seems like he's logging like five or six or seven minutes on special teams, you know, both the power play and the penalty kill. He's a huge part of what the Rangers do, uh, both of those units. Uh, not the biggest hitter, but he's that defenseman that just never gets caught out of position. And I've said this before on my show as well. Uh, he defends the two-on-one break about as good as any defenseman in hockey. You know, a team will be coming in on a two-on-one, and not only will he prevent, you know, a scoring chance, there's times where he'll just he'll somehow just steal the puck on a two-on-one and just skate away with it. It's it's wild to see. Um, but yeah, man, just just absolutely the total package and uh, sees the ice very well anytime he's got the puck. I mean, he, he does it all, and it, it's been uh, a joy to watch him over these past couple of seasons here, that's for sure. Truly a special player, and one thing that I always love about these Rangers and Stars matchups is we get to see Adam Fox on the Rangers' end, and then on the Stars' end, we get to see Miro Haskin and two players that are, are you know some of the best in the league at what they do, and I think in some ways they're very similar, and, and in some ways I think they have some differences as well, but it's exciting to watch both those guys. Still, both of them have a ton of their career left ahead of them, and I, I think they'll be up there in the best defenseman in the league conversation for the next several seasons. And one more question for you, and then we'll, we'll take a quick break and then cut to some some Stars talk and Stars conversation. Yeah, and we, we know the big names on this team. We know Adam Fox, Artemi Panarin, uh, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, all those guys having good years. But who's a player on this team that, that you would say is an underrated asset to the roster? A player that maybe Rangers fans know, they appreciate what he does on the ice, but maybe the rest of the NHL isn't quite familiar with their body of work this season. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with uh, Jimmy Vesey, who got his start uh, on the New York Rangers, spent the first three seasons of his career here. Uh, former Hobie Baker award winner, you know, from college. Everybody expecting, you know, gaudy offensive numbers when he came into the league. It didn't really come together for him. And then once he left the Rangers, basically just bounced from one team to the next. Uh, he was actually, he wasn't even given a contract with the Rangers. He was in camp on a PTO, had to make the team. He did so with, you know, a really nice uh, preseason for himself there and has just played very well. You know, he's he's kind of modified his game a little bit where he's more of like a bottom six kind of player. You know, gritty, kind of gets in your face, defends very well, very good at killing penalties and uh, just a really smart player. And I, I believe he now has a three-game point streak. 
And, you know, he's moved up and down the lineup. He's moved from right wing to left wing a couple of times. Um, and, and somebody who, you know, again, not a superstar player, not going to light up the score sheet every single night, but just one of those guys that a uh, very smart player does all the little things right. And uh, I think Ranger fans, um, you know, certainly appreciate what he's done. And the Rangers themselves appreciate what they what he's done because uh, he actually just uh, about a week ago got a two-year extension with the team. So, uh, yeah, really like what I've seen from Jimmy Vesey and maybe a little bit of a dark horse player to watch uh, for this game against the Stars here. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Certainly a player worth keeping an eye on. Well, we're, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to say thank you to some of our sponsors and then we'll come back with some Dallas Stars talk. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From NFL playoffs to basketball to the NHL, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. Both the city of Dallas and New York have some representation in the NFL playoffs, both teams playing this weekend. You want to lay some money down on the Giants or the Cowboys, you can do so at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. All right, John, we can uh, take it some time now and flip the script. And I'm here to, to answer any Dallas Stars questions that you may have or anything that you think your listeners may want to know about this team uh, going into tonight's matchup. Yeah, for sure, man. We, we got to start with uh, the former Ranger that uh, is now a member of the Dallas Stars. I'm sure there's a lot of Ranger fans who are dying to hear about how Nils Lundqvist is doing. And, you know, Dane, we were talking about this off air a little bit, but, you know, Rangers and Stars, they don't cross paths all that often. We don't really get to see each other's teams in action all that often. And so, you know, Nils Lundqvist, I mean, I haven't gotten to see a ton of him so far this season, but, you know, the Rangers obviously didn't really have a spot for him given their surplus of defensemen uh, that they have right now. And so they trade him to the Stars, you know, a conditional first, a conditional fourth, uh, a few years down the road. But how has he done so far this year? And, uh, you know, how have the Stars kind of been deploying him on a, on a nightly basis? Yeah, he, he's doing really well. And he's a guy that still, you know, young guy in his early 20s, still has a lot of hockey to play ahead of him. And, you know, you know, like you said, didn't get a ton of experience or as much playing time as maybe he would have liked in New York. And I just think, Things didn't necessarily work out there. And sometimes a player just needs a change of scenery and he hasn't been lighting up the score sheet, but he hasn't really had to. I think this season has been a nice mix of, you know, every now and then he'll have a nice scoring play or he'll get a nice assist and make a, a, you know, a smart play in the defensive end. But, but there's been a lot of growing pains as well. There was a stretch in mid to late November where he was a healthy scratch for a small handful of games and the coaching staff was very vocal on the fact that, you know, he had done some things well, but he just needed to take some time off and see the game from a different perspective, watched a few games from the press box. And then when he came back, he he really elevated his level of play and really elevated his game and went on record saying that at the time of being, you know, a healthy scratch, he wasn't a big fan of it. He was frustrated. Uh, and But then afterwards, he realized the value in that. And, and I think he's been a better player for it. I mean, four goals on the season, eight assists, not groundbreaking numbers. But again, when you're on a defensive core with a guy like Miro Haskinen, you don't have to to carry the load as much. And he's played a lot of the season alongside Haskinen, which I think has elevated his game. But he, he's finding ways to be an effective player uh, you know, in multiple areas of the game. I think he does well offensively on the five-on-five. On, five. on defense, there's certainly some room to grow, but he's an undersized defenseman, so he's having to, to work around that. But he's also an effective player on special teams. He got a, a power play goal 
Uh, I believe it was in Sunday's game against the Florida Panthers. And, and you know, he's a smaller guy, but he, ha- I, I mean, you know this, and Rangers fans know that he has an absolute rocket of a shot and he can send the puck at the net with some velocity. So he, he's a good player. I think he really enjoys being a part of this team. Uh, the, the chemistry in the Stars locker room has been phenomenal all season long. And, you know, he's getting to learn from guys like Haskinen and even guys like Ryan Suter, who have been in this league for a long time. There's a lot of value in having a veteran on the team like that. And, you know, he's doing really well. And I think the exciting part about Niels is he, he still has ways to go in his development. I think he's only going to get better and better with time. So at least from the stars end of things, this trade seems to have worked out on their end. And I know uh, with the Rangers, we won't really know how things will work out until, you know, the draft comes around. But uh, this seems like it still is a pretty fair trade, uh, given what was exchanged between the two teams. Yeah, I think one of those trades that, uh, you know, is probably going to work out pretty nicely for both teams. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Rangers end up, you know, using that first round pick that they got from Dallas to, you know, maybe make a move with the trade deadline. You know, there's been some mm-hmm. rumors about certain players that they uh, might be in on. And uh, we're about like, what, seven weeks or so away from the trade deadline. But uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens there. Um, but to keep the focus on the stars here. Uh, somebody that I've always liked, you know, dating back to his time with the Sharks. And of course, he's now spent the last four seasons in Dallas, but that's Joe Pavelski. I mean, he's 38 years old now and uh, still having a big time season, uh, 40 points in 42 games. Um, how did you feel, first of all, uh, going back a couple of years when Dallas first brought him in? And, um, you know, what are your feelings on him in general? Because for him to keep playing at this level, you know, getting well into his late 30s here, very, very impressive by Joe P- Pavelski. Yeah, no doubt. He he's a special player and certainly, you know, an enigma in terms of growing in age, but it seems that his game is elevating. He had a career high in goals, assists, and points last season at age 37 and I mean, going back to when the Stars picked him up what what 4 seasons ago, I mean, I I was very excited. I know Stars fans in general were excited. I think you know, he's one of the more liked and respected players across the league, across fan bases. Of course, everyone in San Jose I think has a you know, they, they still appreciate him and appreciate what he did for that franchise. But I mean, he's a guy who just plays the game the right way. He takes care of his body. He He's always the first guy on the ice at practice. He stays late after practices and works with the young players, teaching them everything that he's learned and picked up during his career. And I mean, he's just a, a great player to have in the Stars locker room this season. And of course, he was a big part in, in the decision to bring in Pete DeBoer this offseason with those two having some history in San Jose together. But you know, he's a good player who works hard. He takes care of himself, but he also benefits from playing alongside two of the most skilled forwards in the league and Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson. I mean, that top line for Dallas has been one of the best over the past few seasons, and, and this year has been no different. So he, he's a great player who still provides a ton of value even in his late 30s and just, just a few weeks ago signed a, a contract extension to come back next season. So he'll be in Dallas for at least one more year after this one. Uh, which I know Stars fans and the team in general are, are very excited to know. Uh, j- just a great presence presence for the team, both on and off the ice. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, when players kind of get to this point in their career, you know, obviously I want the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup, but it's one of those things like, if it doesn't happen for the Rangers this season, like if the Stars win it and Joe Pavelski gets a Stanley Cup, that'd be a pretty cool thing. You know, I was kind of rooting a little bit for some of these other veteran players who recently retired to, you know, may break through, finally uh, win a Stanley Cup. Joe Thornton comes to mind and, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was with the Panthers toward the end of last season. But, um, you know, you mentioned Hints a second ago, and I wanted to ask about him. Uh, big time breakout season last year, uh, 72 points in 80 games. This year, 44 points in 40 games. I mean, just becoming a superstar. What makes him so good? And uh, how excited are you to have him locked up now for for, for several seasons? 
Yeah, everyone here in Dallas is excited to to know that he's locked up for the next eight seasons. And that I mean, that's a credit to Jim Nill, the Stars GM in the front office. They've it's been a masterclass over the past few months in, in securing the future. Miro Haskinen last season signed an extension. Jake Ottinger's with the team for a while. Jason Robertson has a a four or five year deal, and then I'm sure he'll he's due for an eight year extension at some point, just based on this season alone. But Rope Hints has been phenomenal for the Stars ever since he's been a member of the NHL club. And what makes him so special is he plays all 200 feet of the ice. Of course, he can score. He can skate with just about anybody in the NHL. Nice shot, good vision, good passing, but also isn't afraid to get his hands dirty on the defensive end. He can play physical, and sometimes that physicality, I think, comes back to bite him. It's it's interesting, actually, going into this game. I'm not entirely sure if he'll play. He suffered some sort of upper body injury uh, last this past Sunday in that game against the Panthers and didn't travel with the team to New York, didn't play against the Islanders, there's some speculation that he could potentially travel up and, and make the trip and play this game on Thursday. I don't think it'll happen, but it's also been described from the coaching staff as not a long-term injury. So hopefully he's not out for too long. But I mean, this team is definitely a little bit different when Hintz isn't out there on the ice and he, he just provides so much value. Great skater, great shooter, and just an all-around great teammate too. I mean, never really being too selfish and it's a team full of guys that it would make sense if they wanted to be selfish and hog the puck a little bit but th this team in general does a good job of distributing the puck well and 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 hence is just efficient in all three zones the offensive neutral and defensive zone as well uh, and truly just a valuable player to this team that I, I think flies under the radar and is maybe underappreciated just with how many other key cornerstone young pieces are on this team like Ottinger, Haskinen, and Robertson. It's funny that you mentioned that, uh, you know, the Stars are a very selfless team because the Rangers are too. And sometimes, you know, on my show, I'll say that they are selfless to a fault because there's times everybody wants to set up their buddy for an easy goal. And there's times where it's like, man, j just shoot the puck already. But, uh, you know, they they've gotten a little bit better about that over the past couple of years, I would say, as, as far as shot selection uh, is concerned. But uh, turning our attention to the netminders, uh, are we ready for Igor Shesterkin versus Jake Ottinger? Because, I mean, we saw what Igor did last year, and he, he's been great since coming to the league. But so is Ottinger, um, former first-round pick, I believe now 24 years old, I want to say. And, mm. I mean, looking every bit the part of one of the best goalies in this league. And uh, what have you seen from him? And, um, you know, could he be in the mix for potentially uh, being a Vesna candidate or maybe even winner this season? I think he can certainly be in the mix and maybe be a finalist for the Vesna. He's been outstanding uh, this season. And it really, I think, started last season. We I mentioned briefly that run in the playoffs against Calgary. I mean, he was lights out in, in that seven-game series against the Flames, and it, it carried over in, into this season. And he's you know, been relatively healthy this year. I know the last time the Stars played the Rangers, he had a little run-in with the lower body injury that knocked him out for about a week. But I, for one, am, am really, really hoping we get Ottinger versus Shesterkin in this game. Uh, Ottinger just played on Tuesday against Ilya Sorokin, and both of those guys only allowed one goal in regulation. It was one of the best goalie matchups I've seen this season, and I think we could very much get that in Thursday night's contest as well. Uh, I mean, he's, like like you said, 23, 24 years old, you know, still relatively new to the league. I think Tuesday night was just his 100th career start, so still you know, in some ways, finding his identity as a goalie, but he, he's grown so much. And I think a lot of that just has to do with his work ethic. He's one of those guys that if he has a bad night or bad game, he's quick to go to the film room, quick to admit that he's made mistakes and then find ways to work with the coaching staff to fix those mistakes and and find ways to, you know, be, be quicker in the crease or, 
you know, uh, follow the puck a little bit better, read through those those body screens that defenders or offensive players will will throw at him. And I, I think that that's just a testament to the kind of player and kind of person that he is. He's a hard worker who who never is really satisfied, even after a good game like last night. I, I mean, he'll say, you know, I can always be better. I can always find ways to improve. And I, I think, you know, you look around the league at, you know, the good goalies in this game. And and that's a trait that all of them have. And I think Igor Shesterkin fits that bill as well. Just a hard worker who who's never satisfied, but, you know, always finding ways to improve their craft. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, the one more question that I had for you, and then we'll shift gears and talk about a couple of other things, maybe do some predictions before we call it a day here. But, uh, you know, you asked me a minute ago, uh, maybe like an under-the-radar ranger to watch. Who's somebody on the stars that's impressed you recently? And uh, maybe could be a little bit of an X factor in this game. Somebody that, you know, maybe isn't one of the superstars, but somebody that could uh, have a say in, in the outcome of this one. Yeah, the, the guy I'll go with here is one of my favorite players on the team this season, and that's Wyatt Johnston. He's a 19-year-old rookie, star's first-round pick in the 2021 draft, was lights out in junior hockey last season with the Windsor Spitfires. Could have very easily made the, the World Juniors roster, I think, for Team Canada this past year, but he's been playing way too well with the Stars, and the Stars, I don't think, were, were willing to let him go, you know, take a few weeks off to go play with that team, as fun as that might have been for him and, and that Canadian team. But he, he's been fantastic for a kid who's, again, 19 years old, a teenager, you know, it was a question whether or not he'd even make the team or if he needed one more year in junior hockey, but, I mean, he, he's just a gamer. He, he scores goals. I think he's in the top three uh, if not like top one or two in goals scored amongst rookies this season. He can be a pretty good playmaker as well. He and Niels Lundqvist actually connected for a beautiful power play goal just a few games ago against the Panthers. He he just does a lot of things like an NHL veteran would. But again, he he's only a kid. He's only a teenager, but he just has incredible hockey IQ. He's, a, again, a selfless player, a guy that I think could come in with a lot of arrogance and a lot of pride just because he was one of the best junior hockey players last season. But there's a humility about him that I think not every single young player in this league has. And I think he knows his role on the team, knows his role in the locker room and is willing to come in and know that he's a skilled player, but also that he has a lot to learn and a lot that he can pick up from the veterans on the team, like Pavelski, like Tyler Sagan, like Jamie Ben. And so it's that special blend of skill and talent, but, but also a willingness to learn and a little bit of humility sprinkled in as well. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's a heck of a young player for you guys. And, uh, you know, I figure uh, we'll shift our attention just a second, maybe do some predictions, talk about a couple other things before, uh, once again, we call it a day here. But first, uh, Dane, we got to let everybody know today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers and Locked on Dallas Stars is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try a Bilt Bar. What makes Bilt Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank us later. And uh, we also have 
a very special announcement for New York Ranger fans. Attention, New York, with so many exciting hockey matchups scheduled for January. There is no better way to start 2023 than by cheering on the Rangers at the Garden. Start off the new year with Rangers hockey. Lots of games left to be played. Be there to cheer on the Rangers with your fellow blue shirts. Bring the passion and energy. After all, it is the fans that make it a true home ice advantage. There's no experience like watching a game at the world's most famous arena. You need to be here to experience this Ranger team in person. Get tickets now at NewYorkRangers.com slash locked on. All right. And uh, Dane, you know, I figured we can wrap everything up here by uh, maybe, you know, making a couple of predictions. But actually, one other thing that I want to ask you about, because, you know, the Rangers had this this crazy playoff run last year. And obviously, I had a blast watching that and you know doing the podcast while that was happening. But not too long ago, man, Dallas Stars made a heck of a run themselves, made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I'm just wondering, man, did you see that coming? Were you confident that that team was built for a playoff run or, or did that come as a total surprise that season? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And obviously, it, it was fun to, to watch the Rangers last year, too. And I, I wish I could have been in your shoes and been a podcast, been, you know, uh, the host of this podcast whenever the Stars made that cup run, but just wasn't the case. But, but yeah, that, that was special. And I think, you know, really given the circumstances in our, in the world at that time with, you know, COVID 19 shutting everything down, I mean, at that point, it was really like everything was, was locked down. And I was still a senior in college. I actually, uh, I mean, I like to tell the story as often as I can, just because it's a, such a, a key memory for me in, in the past few years, as far as, you know, the Dallas Stars was actually, you know, isolating, had, you know, the, the virus and had tested positive whenever the Stars won that game seven against the Avalanche in the semifinals. I mean, that was just a, a huge moment. I'm by myself in my room, like screaming at my TV. And uh, I'm sure, you know, my parents, you know, somewhere else in the house are like, is he okay? And I was like, no, everything's fine. You know, the the stars just upset the the avalanche in a series that that no one thought they were going to win and then of yeah. course they they make it to the finals so and then they they lose to Tampa Bay which you know that little did we know that that was the start of a, an incredible run for that franchise but i mean a special moment and i i think that i don't i don't know if this is the year obviously the stars team in 2022 2023 is something special but i mean i don't think they're too far off from from getting back to that level uh, and potentially getting back to that stage and and i'll go ahead and say it i thought this before we started recording. And, and I mean, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that the Stars and Rangers, I mean, this this could be a, a dark horse, I think, Stanley Cup Finals matchup and one that I would really like to see just because, you know, we mentioned earlier, Haskinen versus Adam Fox, Jake Ottinger versus Igor Shesterkin, the, the, the Stars' top line versus the Rangers' top line. I mean, there's just so many matchups between these two teams that are, are really intriguing and I think could make for an entertaining best-of-seven series. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they're both capable, I think, of making a run. I think they're both built for playoff hockey. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if uh, either or both teams uh, add some pieces at the deadline. I know the Stars are up against the salary cap a little tight right now. But uh, it's funny because, man, like, you know, you talked about the Game 7 winner. And I was there this past season when they went into overtime with Pittsburgh. And also back in 2015, uh, Stepan eliminated the Caps in Game 7 overtime that year. And I think I woke up my whole neighborhood. <laughs> but this year, man, like... That series against the Penguins was just so emotionally draining and just, you know, the way people talk to each other on Twitter and, you know, people are like tagging me and things that I don't even know. And yeah, I, I mean, it, it was just crazy. It was a really emotional series. And when Panarin put that puck in the net, man, I, I didn't really I didn't make that much noise, man. I kind of just like collapsed like in my seat and just like 
oh my god it's over we won we're going to the next round we eliminated these bleeping bleeps you know because ranger fans yeah. and penguin fans there's no love lost there that that's for sure but uh yeah i always love hearing those stories man like where you were and who you were with and how you reacted when when such and such happened to your team so uh always always good to hear stories like that yeah, it, I mean, that's what makes this game so great is, is the moments. And even like that, I mean, I, I, that Penguins Rangers series was was insane. And we got that in the first round of last year's playoffs. And I mean, the highs and the lows, I mean, that's why you love it. I, I even this past year watching uh, Johnny Gaudreau score the overtime game winner in game seven uh, against Jake Ottinger, who had been phenomenal all series long. I mean, it, it's heartbreaking, but I mean, you're so emotionally invested. And I mean, even the, the the painful side of those emotions. I mean, you you just live for that stuff. If you're feeling the emotion, I mean, that means you care, and that and that means you're you're invested. And so we'll we'll see what these teams have to offer down the stretch. But I, I'm just excited for tonight's game. The Stars. I think we're pretty lucky to get two points out of their matchup against the Islanders on Tuesday. Hopefully, they can look to play a little bit better of a defensive game because Jake Ottinger was you, you know the first star, first, second, and third star. I feel like of that game against the Islanders and. Maybe we'll see a little bit more go more goal scoring, but again, if if we have both team starters in net, goals could come at a premium in this game. Yeah, I think for sure. And, and with that, we might as well go ahead and make our predictions for this game. So, Dane, do you want to go uh, and you know throw out any kind of a final score or somebody to have a big game for the Stars, anything like that? Yeah, I'll 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 throw out a, a final score. I know it's always hard to predict final scores in hockey. I think it'll be low scoring. I'll I'll go ahead and throw out three to two. Um, I think the Stars have a little bit of momentum behind them right now. Well, I mean just being a, a Stars podcast host, I'll go ahead and predict a win for them, although it's never easy to to pick up a win in Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's one of the yeah, you know, the, the best home crowds in the league. And I'm sure the Stars are excited to play there and excited to to, you know, get the the buzz from the crowd, even though the crowd will be rooting against them. But yeah. I, I expect there to be a big game yet again from the Stars top line with it looking a little bit different with the absence of Rope Hints. Tyler Sagan has slotted into that top center spot. He they that top line had a good game last time. Jason Robertson scored the lone goal. They had some other really high quality looks. I think that they'll have to do it again. Might be a little bit more of a grind with with the Rangers defense, especially if Adam Fox is out there. But I, I'm excited to see them rise to that challenge and try to adjust uh, based on what happened on Tuesday. But what about you? Do you have any predictions or any players you think will have a big game? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the same final score. I'll say Rangers win three to two. Uh, the Rangers. Their last two games have both gone into overtime. They lost to the Devils in overtime. And then uh, just on Tuesday night, they beat the Wild in a shootout. Re really exciting game and a great comeback win for the Rangers in that one. Um, so why not? Let's go for three in a row. Game goes into overtime. And uh, I, I took a stab at this earlier in the season. I was doing a crossover. I don't remember who it was with. But I said that Adam Fox would get the, uh, the game winner in overtime. So let's take another shot at it. Give me Adam Fox with an overtime game winner here uh, against the Stars. An overtime game would, would certainly, I think, you know, be, be fitting for both these teams and I think would be pretty entertaining. Uh, and, you know, you just never know what you're going to get with, with this potential goalie matchup, but should be an exciting matchup. And, and John, I'm glad we got to do this crossover. Excited for this game. I uh, want to take a minute now and just, you know, give you a second. To, where, where can Stars fans find you and find your, your podcast in case they want any more insight on this Rangers team? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at jchick17. Uh, you've also got the podcast on Twitter at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. And uh, wherever you're listening to this crossover episode, you can find Locked on Rangers on there as well. And of course, uh, YouTube as well. And how about you, Dane? Dane, where, where can the uh, Ranger fans find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis because Dane with one underscore and then Lewis was already taken. And then, of course, the, the show at Locked on Stars on both Twitter. We're also on Instagram and same with the podcast free and available on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. 
and anywhere you can find locked on Rangers, you can find locked on stars as well. All right. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, Ranger fans, stars fans. Uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in and, uh, we'll see you next time.